Hello and welcome to the What Are We Even Doing Here podcast, a podcast that seeks to answer the question of what are we even doing here from a biblical perspective? This is in our own lives and the world in general. My name is Daryl and I'm here with my wife, Karen. Yes, you are. What's up, Karen? And don't forget, Teapot is also here. Teapot, we're coming to you live, because we're live recording it, we're from live. the kitchen. From the kitchen. Based on a recent recommendation from Andrew Rappaport, <laughs> he said, "Andrew, he, he, Andrew, oh, I get, you. I see what you're doing. Andrew, you smell what I'm stepping not in. Not the other, not the other name. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's the name that shall not be mentioned. Yes, but he said, you know where you should record from, your kitchen. <laughs> yeah." He's like, so, I hear the difference just walking in here or something. Well, cons- <laughs> considering he has a, a podcast called So You Want to Be a Podcaster. And the sound is know. excellent, I must say. Yeah, it's a low ceiling. <laughs> even, even even though it looks like a terrible I'm gonna ceiling. I'm going to have to clip that but... <laughs> laugh. <laughs> but, uh, oh, did you guys hear that? Hear what? A third giggle? A third giggle. <laughs> the baby. Baby's always here. Why oh, yeah, well, is that, he's here, why too. Why is that a surprise? <laughs> but Maybe. I heard even someone else. Who, who, who's here? <gasps> Our new neighbor! She can say, say hi, neighbor. Say hi, neighbor. Hello, neighbor. Hi, neighbor! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, neighbor. Yes, so we invited our neighbor to join us tonight because we all happen to have recently enjoyed the same podcast. So we thought we'd chat about it. Yeah. And that is what we are even doing here. Yes. We all enjoy the What Are We Even Doing Here podcast. Because we answer, What Are We Even Doing Here? Now, actually, it so was. So let's ask Erica. <clears throat> sure. Erica, what are we even doing here? <laughs> That's a good question, Daryl. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, our neighbor's asked. name, we didn't. So, our neighbor's name is Erica. Just <laughs> so you know. It's not we just call, neighbor. We have, mm. we have nicknames, and we call each other Finn. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I what does that, that stand for, Erica? Fire escape neighbor. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, cool. It's totally, it's like a sitcom here anymore because, you know, our daughters travel up and down the fire escape to each other's houses, so. Yeah, I don't use the fire escape. The adults, not so much. <laughs> I like it. It's like we're living on Girl Meets World. Yeah. If, if yeah. you've seen Girl Meets World, it's we not Boy Meets World. just need to bump out this window so it looks... Yeah. It's the later the Disney window. version. <laughs> yeah, we need a bay window. So, yeah, we all just listened to Ali Stucky's <laughs> podcast, Relatable. Which we highly recommend. Yes. It's one of my faves. And Me I too. first heard about Ali Stucky from Sheologians. Me too. Me three. Which is another podcast we usually reco. But on this particular podcast of Ali Stuckey's, Relatable, <laughs> it was episode 101. Let's see if I can find it on here. And that's when uh, she interviewed, or she talked with Matt Walsh of the Matt Walsh Show, which Matt Walsh is a conservative. He writes a lot of truth, speaks a lot of truth. But he's a Roman Catholic, so 
He's inconsistent. We still love him. Yeah, we still love we him. We love inconsistent He's a, a noble noble pagan, we'll say. But uh, <laughs> just, just like Ben Shapiro, right? We yep. love Ben Shapiro. Right. Mm-hmm. Speaks a lot of truth. But he he hasn't bowed the knee to Christ, and we pray for both of them that they that they do. But the the topic of their show was uh, they they discussed their differing beliefs between Catholics and Protestants, heaven and hell, love and salvation. And I'll open the floor. Do you have any okay any anything? You well, ladies I'll just would like say, say overall, the main idea was pretty much about cargo shorts, right? <laughs> 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 yeah, cargo shorts. That, that Matt said that they are uh, stylish and utility. And, and, yeah, useful and stylish. Right, yeah. <laughs> Which I I was a big fan of cargo shorts. You know, Old Navy when I first discovered Old Navy, yeah. a bunch of cargo shorts. And yes, you can use all those pockets for a bunch of different things. But they really just don't look good. <laughs> and it's so true though. Like you need. As a woman, you need all those pockets. Especially with a little one. Yeah. <laughs> you need a binky pocket and a dog treat pocket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so really the cargo Chapstick short pocket. for a guy is like a purse that's already sewn into your pants. Yeah. I think that was his point, yes. That's yeah. what you're saying. <laughs> and then they discussed... You don't need to be stylish. Yeah. They discussed dogs, too. Yeah. Yes. Right, apparently, or dog owners. Maybe there's some inside stuff that... I missed yeah. that, but I think he has a a peeve with people who humanize their dogs. Oh, he, yeah, that's right. Because he was saying that uh, dogs, people will say how loyal they are, right? But yet when they mess up, we don't like condemn them because oh, they're just dogs. But then we give them qualities of humans, and then they got to the heart of the matter. <laughs> to the heart of the matter. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. Eleanor's here now. Hello. <laughs> We're having a party. It's much a party. Pod- podcast party. The podcast party in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. The but time is not here. So the, the, the main topic that they discussed was like the differences of, of what Matt Walsh feels that people who haven't heard about Jesus or consciously know about Jesus and put their trust in Christ can still end up in heaven one day. And Allie kind of was on the side of what I believe, and I think all three of us in here believe that what the Bible says is, apart from Christ, you're not going to heaven. You have to have your faith in Christ. And I'm just going to read one verse here, uh, if you don't mind, since uh, this podcast has to do with the Bible. I'm going to read from Acts chapter 4, verse 12, from the NASB. So I'm going to read from Acts chapter 4, verse 12. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. And that's just one of many verses that that the Bible explicitly says we must be in Christ. We must put our faith and trust in Christ because it's his righteousness that gets us to heaven. It's not our own. Our works are dirty rags before God. And that was kind of what Matt Walsh was saying. And I, I know you have some notes, Karen. So I don't know where you want to start, but the main thing that stuck out was he seemed to be saying that we can do have sacrificial love that could get us to heaven. So God can look at us in an act, after we've done an act of sacrificial love and pull us into heaven. Yeah, I think once they got to the love issue, it was like took up most of the the thing. 
But we were saying, like, can we actually have true sacrificial love this side of heaven as human being sinners? Right, what would that standard look like? Like, yeah, do you think, like, I mean, of course, he used the example, like, a mother sacrificing her life for her children or whatever. Like, people can do that, but I feel like as sinners, there's always going to be that selfishness mixed in. Like, it's never going to be 100% pure. Like, we're never going to love, like, Jesus. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that, that's the thing. Like, so he used, the, he used an example of a story of a, a woman in Auschwitz. I think it was Auschwitz. One of the, like, Nazi camps, yeah. right? The Jewish lady who had children. And they were going to take her and, like, put her in a, in a camp, like a work camp, and they were going to kill her kid and kids in the gas chamber and she decided no I, I'd rather die with my children because mm -hmm. they were they were afraid to die alone so Matt saw that as uh, an act of sacrificial love mm -hmm. when we don't know the whole heart of that matter either I mean that to me yeah okay it looks sacrificial but is it completely sacrificial or is it like I don't want to live without my children so, yeah. so I think we'd all kind of feel that way, right? Right. So, Absolutely. so there might be an element of sacrifice in there, but also an element of selfishness, right? So it's not a pure motive of sacrifice. And if you're in that situation, do you really want to live anyway? Like, right. Sometimes, I mean, I mean, and and there's even kind of feel there's so many like accounts of like you know people in wars like taking bullets for people, covering them up, or yeah. Even, like, the Secret Service is trained to take a bullet for the president. So is that completely sacrificial, or is it duty? Is it selfishness? There's no... We, we as humans, even as saved humans, have no purely selfless motives. And I think we, we talked about that a little bit last week when we talked about when Justin Peters even said that when he's when he's preaching. He's like, even, even as I'm preaching now, it's not from a place of pure motives. There's something in you know, in him that's probably selfish, even if he recognizes it or doesn't recognize it. So what about like people of other religions that sacrifice themselves while killing a million other people? Mm -hmm. I mean that's not that's love for their God or whoever. Yeah, for their God. Mm -hmm. Right. And and some would say that that since that's the way they believe I, I don't know if Matt Walsh would, would go this far, but so the Muslim who loves Allah is worshiping Allah, and in a sense, because they believe that, then Christ will appear to them that way. Now, again, I don't think Matt Walsh is saying that, but he is saying yeah. that a Muslim who loves sacrificially, who doesn't uh, recognize Christ as their savior, can still go to heaven. I think Ali even commented on that and asked him about that. Right. And that's why she kept saying that that seems relativistic, right? And he's like, no, it's not. And I think he, he didn't explain why he believed it's not. But I think what he was trying to get at is is his uh, view of sacrificial love is biblical. I think maybe that's what, what he's trying to express. He kept saying that because we can't know what God exactly thinks that it was a possibility. Yeah, right. he was like, I could be wrong, but... Yeah, yeah. And that's, I think, where we get into dangerous territory is when we start... Th it's okay to kind of talk about these things that aren't biblical, 
So we don't have a, a biblical example of what he's expressing. But we can't, it's dangerous, I think, to start saying that that could be the way. So we can discuss it, mm. and but but for him <clears throat> to say, well, I believe that, you know, the person who's never heard of Christ in a remote village somewhere can be saved. So we can talk about it, but to say it like that it's absolutely possible, I don't see that in the scripture. I mean, we see Romans 1 saying everybody has enough evidence that God exists, not enough evidence uh, to save them until they put their trust in Christ, but there's enough evidence uh, to condemn us. And that's why there's missions. Like, why, why right, would we why do we, missions? Right. If it's, to make I, disciples I, of all nations. Right. <laughs> Go into all the world, make disciples of all nations. Go and preach the gospel to all my world, uh, to, to all creation. Uh, you will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. Right, so mm-hmm. why, why go and tell people that? And I had a discussion online with another Roman Catholic who said we're only accountable to what we know. So I think it's it's damning if we go and start telling people if they if they don't know. Like, why would I go and tell somebody? Now you know. Now you're more accountable. Like, that's the worst thing I could do. <laughs> like, go tell the gospel to somebody who doesn't never heard it, but they were living a sacrificially loving life and now they know the gospel but they're going to reject Christ mm-hmm. I just condemn that person I just put a stumbling block before them no we go tell them because they already know they have enough to condemn condemn them now they have to put their trust in the one who died for them like why would Jesus have to die and that's what Ali was getting at that too yeah there's no point to the wait he used that verse nobody comes through the father except through me yeah and then he said, but it doesn't specifically say, like, that we're consciously aware of, of him. Sa- like, he, was, he had that argument. He was like, well, what if people can be saved, but they're not consciously aware of it? Right? I don't know if exactly what he said, but. Yes, John 14. I believe is the verse. I am the way, the truth, the life. Because he was saying, like, also, like, if someone dies, they might get another chance, and we just don't know it. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, well, I'll or, get to that, too. But yeah. Let's read John, John 14, 14, 6. Says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So what's the context of that? He's saying, uh, Jesus is telling his disciples, so we'll start in verse 1. Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I go and prepare a place for you. So he's speaking specifically to a certain people right there, right? If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may also be. And you know the way where I'm going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How do we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So he, he, there's a whole context to that. So we, we can't just read a verse and then say, well, it doesn't say we have to actually know. No, it does say that. Like, he's talking to a specific people that he's preparing a place specifically for them. And then Thomas is like, oh, how do I get there? You get there through me. I'm the only way to where I prepared, prepared for you. There's context of scripture. And this this is the 
there is no second chance after death. And that's what Alec kept saying to him when he would say, well, this is a possibility, how can we know? She said, we can know because we have the Bible. It tells yes. us. Yeah. Yeah, there was like a serious disconnect. And and I'll get to the verse that, that I believe states that there's only one chance. But I don't know if you, if you saw, uh, Matt Walsh was also, I think, on last week on Cross Politic. Did you see that at all? Oh, no. I did not. And what, what the guys on Cross Politic was trying were trying to get across to him was about reaching people, like the abortion issue. And Matt says we can't bring unbelievers uh, to 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 the pro-life side by using the Bible. <laughs> and and the guys on Cross Politic were like, well, we have to use the Bible because we okay. have we it's it's a hard issue, so we have to bring them to repentance and faith in Christ before they'll see that that abortion is murder because we already have enough evidence. So throwing evidence at them is like scientifically, they already know that. They, that's what they're denying and suppressing the truth. So we have to go at it with scripture. But he, at least he's being consistent there in his argument with Ali because he's not using the scriptures to, he's trying to, but then by saying, oh, well, it doesn't say we have to consciously know that Jesus is the way. Well, I, I believe it does, but I'm crazy, so. <laughs> I but then he was also why. saying that whole thing about love, like how could there be love in hell? Like if God is love, yeah, that how was could too. that be allowed in hell? Right, and, and he was quoting C.S. Lewis, and so I, haven't, people, I haven't read oh, that. Yeah. I haven't read C.S. Lewis. So he was saying like that. people on this side of heaven who love, like with that sacrificial life, love, are they stripped of that love before they go to hell? And that's what, I've never th- thought about that before. I know, but, me neither. I was like, huh. But I don't know why I would ever think of that, because non-believers love. I think that's just like a, a stretch to kind of... Yeah. I think it circles back, well, it circles back yeah. to what you were saying about how we won't ever, on this side, love like Jesus. So yeah. it's not that, that's not the love that... And then, would hell be as much torture if you didn't have that love and care? Like, if you didn't care... You wouldn't know what you were missing. Right, like, <laughs> if you didn't care that you were separated from, from God, which is love, then it wouldn't be as torturous. Yeah. So, like, in, in, in hell... <laughs> I mean, people say it's a separation from God, but I've, you know, maybe we're going off topic here, but I believe hell... I mean, God has created everything, so his presence is everywhere. But it's a separation from his grace mm-hmm. and his mercy. So you, you even this side of, of eternity, the non-believer experiences his grace, his common grace. Right. Right, because he's letting them still breathe right now. And he's allowing them to still love others and be loved. But, and enjoy chocolate. <laughs> like whatever you're talking about. Yeah. And also... He's allowing them to experience pleasure from their sin. Mm-hmm. So they still get pleasure from their sin. So hell, I believe, people will still be sinning. I think Tim Keller might have said this. Some Somebody smarter than me. Uh, <laughs> people will, maybe it's Piper. People will still be Andrew. sinning in hell. Yeah, <laughs> but, they won't, but they won't get that pleasure anymore. So they'll still sin, but there's no pleasure. And I also believe mm. that that you know like in Isaiah 6 I think I talked about this before Isaiah 6 Isaiah is called up before the throne of God 
And he says, woe is me, I'm a man of unclean lips. I dwell among a people of unclean lips. And then the, the, the seraphim brings a coal to him and puts it on his lips and, and cleanses him. So he's there bowing down, knowing the weight of his sin, and God provides relief for him. I believe hell, people will be bow, like feeling the weight of their sin, but that relief doesn't come. It doesn't come. Yeah. No matter who they loved while they were on earth. And you don't get a second chance after you die. That's it. In, in, in Hebrews 9.7. Is it 9.7? 9.27. Hebrews 9.27. And inasmuch as it is appointed for men to die once, and after this comes judgment. So your judgment comes after you die. And it's not... Judgment isn't I'm going before the court now and pleading my case. No, judgment is a sentencing. It's heaven or hell. And it's not a, based on what... what for the believer, it's based on Christ's righteousness because he paid that penalty. He paid that fine. But we must repent and believe in him and trust in him. I believe it's clear in the scriptures. Yeah. And you can't make qualifiers for, like, love is not a, you can't turn love into a qualification for getting into heaven. Yeah. And I think he said, like, the point of life is to love. Although he said he wasn't saying that, but. Yeah, you say he's not it. saying it, but sure. he was saying it. Well, I don't want to say it's qualifying. Yeah, I don't want to say it's qualifying it, but but he was. He's saying it's it's love. It should be based on love, but it is based on love. It's based on the love of Christ and how well he loved the Father. He perfectly loved the Father, perfectly obeyed the Father, and we can't do that. We just can't. Even even as believers now, we want to, we desire it, but we still won't perfectly do it. We still won't perfectly love each other. We we will still fall sometimes into sin. But the difference is now we now we don't get pleasure out of our sin. We like the pleasure as we grow in Christ depletes each time we sin. Like yeah, so, and then we repent, <laughs> and, and we we turn, and, and that's why. I, just being in the Word is so helpful, and studying the Word and being around good teachers, good brothers and sisters in Christ. Good friends. Good friends. <laughs> so listening to good quality podcasts. Let's touch on, um, <laughs> we talked about love so much, um, the ba- whole baptism thing. So, Erica, what would you say baptism is, if you want? If you want. <laughs> <laughs> Put her on the spot. <laughs> Well, is it? Uh, it's the physical sign of our acceptance. Right. It's the outward. Yeah. So, well, we, the three of us here are believers in believers baptism. <laughs> right now. Uh, right now. <laughs> <laughs> right now. I will always say, if you could convince me by the scriptures, uh, if infant baptism is biblical, I'll turn. Yeah. But I'm not there yet. Yeah. So I'm still believers. 1689 London Baptist Confession of Faith. But uh, yeah, so so baptism is is an outward sign. So when we put our trust in Christ, we are baptized to to identify with Him, and is it is also a sign of the new covenant. So it's also a means of grace. So it's not just. I, I believe it does go a little deeper than it just just an outward sign, but it, there's more to it as a sign of the covenant. Uh, 
and it's a covenant promise that God has made to the believer. And I agree. I'm just a newbie at podcasts. It's <laughs> <laughs> all good. I didn't know. But I just bring it up because uh, Matt that. said something I hadn't heard someone say before. Mm-hmm. Well, Catholics usually believe that baptism you have to be baptized to go to heaven. Yeah. And he said, well, God can baptize on his own. Is this where he said either right before death or with, without a physical baptism by like people here on earth? Like right. God can just baptize you secretly. Yeah. And, oh, and, was and he was talking the about the newborn said, babies too. He was saying when they're born and they die yeah. before they can be baptized. Right. Yeah. And I think if you pressed him on that, he might have gone to the thief on the cross. Because that's what I would use if somebody ever said, you have to be baptized to be mm-hmm. saved or go to heaven. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd use that as an example. Yeah, so so they do infant baptism. And I, I don't want to misrepresent the Roman Catholic position, but I believe they teach that uh, it, it cleanses you of your sin, mm-hmm. of your, your original sin. And then when you, then you mess up more. again, <laughs> when you sin, then you go to penance when you're, I guess, eight. Is it eight years old? Is that when we did it? I, you know. I don't right around eight. Yeah. Seven. We all grew up Roman Catholic. <laughs> and then you mess up again. <clears throat> then you have your first communion. And then you mess up again. And then you go to confession again. And you keep going to mass. <laughs> so, like, you, you never, never you, you're never assured of salvation. You're always on this, this wheel. And then... If you die believing in Christ, yet there's still sins that you haven't paid for or repented of, then you go to purgatory. So that's the second chance. I, I wonder if he was pressed, if, if Ali had more time to press him on that. Like, is that your second chance? But it, that's not even your second chance because they, they do believe you are saved, but you're just in purgatory and you just have to burn off <laughs> your sin that you haven't repented of. Because no unclean thing can get into heaven, they say. And I agree. No unclean thing can get into heaven. That's why we're covered with the righteousness of Christ. He said it is finished. So that's the thing. Like, all these things. Why Jesus? Why the cross? Why everything? If... I, don't, I don't get it. But I do want to say that you should listen to this guy, Pastor Gabe Hughes, talk about Andrew Rappaport's podcast. <laughs> Bing! Andrew Rappaport's Rap Report is a podcast providing biblical interpretations and applications. It is a ministry of striving for eternity and part of the Christian podcast community. We provide a biblical view of cultural events, discuss how to apply God's word to the Christian life, address issues that concern the church, and we even take some time to offer a correct understanding of those commonly misinterpreted passages of scripture. You will hear from great guests like Justin Peters, Todd Friel, Jay Warren Wallace, and Gabe Hughes. Andrew has the Rap Report Daily, which is a two-minute Monday through Friday podcast, and then the longer Rap Report podcast for more content. Subscribe to both today by searching for Rap Report on any podcast app, spelled R-A-P-P, report, or click the podcast link at strivingforeternity.org. Karen, we can now say we've had Gabe Hughes on our podcast. (laughs) Even though he doesn't know it. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know Yet. who we are. Yet. But he's been on our podcast for Angie Rappaport. Oh, his I, podcast. I've realized what your job in this podcast is. What is it? I'm going to title you Schmoozer. Schmoozer? <laughs> <And the> schmoozer. <laughs> I do all the heavy lifting here. 
He just wants to sit down, have a chat, and then schmooze. I do. I sit down, have a chat, you edit it, you do all the magic, you post it. (laughs) Then I share it. I can't even get him to like add a hashtag. (laughs) I did. I put the description a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks. We've done 50 How many podcasts and we did one hashtag. I think I've done it like three times or something. <laughs> I need to hire Erica. <laughs> a couple times. A couple times. <laughs> he just wants to schmooze with with Andrew. And, and he even talked to Justin Peters on the phone from our house the other night. I was like, what? That was totally by accident. But. It was. That was pretty cool. But it was pretty cool. <laughs> so I just realized, so now, Daryl, you are the schmoozer and the lingerer. Yes, I linger. I, ling- I linger at church and church events. The last one is to leave. Last one, last one at life group. And then uh, I like to make connections with people. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what, were you, what were you even doing here? What were you even doing here? And let's just hashtag thank nicknames. Frank Mullis. And- Frank Mullis. Pastor Frank Mullis and James Watkins. <laughs> Let's just thank them for shouting us out the other day. Yeah, on their that was, on the Five Solas podcast. We were, yeah. Which, if you listen to we it not next worthy. week, if you listen to the Five Solas next oh, but, week, I'm going to be on it. So. So skip that week. And then skip, <laughs> skip, skip that week. Skip the P. Because that'll be the first time I'm a guest on somebody else's podcast. Yeah, and uh, it'll be the end of his series on the five points of Calvinism. So I'm going to talk to him about P. Perseverance of the Saints. Preservation of the Saints. So I'm looking forward to that. Pick up the baby. (laughs) Pick up the baby. (laughs) He's just like, I'm just going to sit here and go... (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, he definitely... uh, (laughs) He did something. He was, he was doing arts and crafts while we're... He made something special. Yep. Did you make something special? So, but but the, the, the concept of perseverance of the saints or preservation of the saints actually relates to, to this in Roman Catholicism because, you know, they believe you can't be assured of your salvation. And they, they have, like... I've heard it explained differently, but like the sin of presumption that you presume you're saved. And now maybe that's against the people who, who talk about once saved, always saved the people who like, Oh, I professed faith when I was eight years old, so I'm saved, but they, they don't live like it. So there's no fruit there. And I would, I would agree that, yeah, those people should be showing that repentance in some, somehow, like Ali said, should be some, uh, yeah, like not that we can be the ultimate judge, but right. There'll be a difference. There should be some fruit. Yeah visible difference even a little bit uh but we can know where you're saved like we can know it like all throughout the scriptures like john writes his gospel so that you can know like he specifically Mm -hmm. says that uh romans romans 8 like nothing can separate us from the love of god in christ jesus but the key is in christ jesus we have to trust in him like there's no other way Right? Amen. Amen. Agreed. Amen. <laughs> here, here. There's no other way. So, you know, I, I encourage everyone to listen to, to that podcast Ali Stuckey did with Matt Walsh, episode 101 on her Relatable podcast. And also check out when Matt Walsh was on Cross Politic. I'm, I'm hoping one day that he would talk to James White, because I know James White 
Dr. James White. Wait, I was like, which one? Dr. James White. James <laughs> R. White. Uh, want, keeps trying to reach out to him and talk to him about this stuff. But I don't oh, know yeah. if, if he would do it. Mm. But uh, I would hope he would. <laughs> Ooh, baby making noise. Everything coming out. All ends. There's anything, anything else? Anything else on your notes? That's all I had notes on. Love, cargo shorts, and baptism. Right? That's a good title for this episode. Love? What are we even doing here with love, cargo shorts, and baptism? Excellent. But definitely check out uh, our Facebook page. What are we even doing here? Instagram, Twitter. Follow us on SoundCloud. Until we change to Blueberry. But you wouldn't follow us on Blueberry, right? We just wouldn't be on we SoundCloud. We have to see what... Yeah, have to see all that stuff. What Andrew we is. we got to fill out an application for some community. <laughs> and we're also on iTunes. Oh, this cute little arm. But let me uh, just read this verse for to encourage the saints out there. That if you've put your trust in Christ, then I pray you are his sheep. So in John chapter 10 verse 27 my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give eternal life to them and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand my father who has given them to me is greater than all greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand I and the father are one so that's great encouragement that if you're in Christ's hand you can't be snatched out if you're in the Father's hand, you can't be snatched out. Hmm. And the image, I think Justin Peters yeah, did, the hand. did this image. And uh, I think Frank Mullis mentioned this on uh, the Five Solos podcast a couple weeks ago. That we're in, the, we're in the, the, the Son's hand, we're in Jesus' hand. And then the Father's hand comes around on the outside and is holding that hand and cupping it. So we have two hands holding us. So we're secure. No one can snatch us out. And we're not going to jump out. Some people say, oh, you can jump out. No, we're not going to jump Once out. Once you're in your... Yeah, you're, you're there. Keep trusting in Christ. Keep abiding in Christ. We can do nothing apart from Christ. It's only... We love because he first loved us. That's what the Bible says. So we, mm -hmm. we can't love. We can't truly love until we put our trust in him because that's how we love because he first loved us. So be encouraged by that. And check out the Five Solos podcast. Not just because I'm going to be on it. Because it's an awesome podcast. <laughs> and we're going to play a commercial for it. The Five Solas Podcast, a weekly podcast hosted by James Watkins that is dedicated to the Reformed theological distinctives and their continued relevance for the church and world today. Grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone, Scripture alone, to the glory of God alone. Join us each episode to discuss the truths of these foundational rallying cries of the Protestant reformers, the prophetic challenge they present, and the sound wisdom they provide as we delve into their biblical meaning and theological significance and reflect upon and appropriate their truths. We will be engaging issues in the church and world. Each week from the rich insight of Reformation Christianity, 
we will be showing all the manifold ways in which this material helps challenge and direct the current church in its life of worship and witness, and confront the idols of our age with biblical discernment and a sound apologetic in a manner that is as open and transparent as possible, while challenging you to seek the glory of God in all that you do. Soli Deo Gloria. And we're back. Sign us off. <laughs> and we're back and we're gone. <laughs> we're back and we're gone. Anything to add, Erica? Thank you for joining us yes, on this. Thank, thank you for having me. Around the, the so kitchen do it again. podcast. Yes, Absolutely. we will. Because we all listen to the same stuff and read the same stuff. Yes. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it's not a long trip either. So. Yeah. yeah. Finn, you fire took an Uber to get here, right? <laughs> Up the fire escape. <laughs> <laughs> You uh, gonna take an umbrella down like Mary Poppins? <laughs> right? don't, don't give the kids any ideas. <laughs> right? Oh my oh goodness! <laughs> we should put a trampoline at the, on that. Oh my gosh! Not, not that little I'm one. Done. Not yeah, the little one. <laughs> Matthew would just go right through it. Yeah. Oh man! <laughs> Didn't it break my fall? Well, in the meantime, we pray that you will seek the kingdom of God and continue to learn. What are we even doing here? <laughs> Crazy piece. <laughs> She's pointing at me. <laughs> <laughs> From the kitchen.